and you're telling me that your full-time job, you're about to get a promotion, is going to come with leading people, but you don't want to lead them. He's like, yeah, man, I ain't trying to do all that. Okay. Don't you realize that if you want your business to be long-term and long-lasting, you know you're going to require a team. You know you're going to end up having to lead, right? Oh, dang, you right. So you have an opportunity at your full-time job for you to leverage this opportunity, go into this role, lead, maybe knock some kinks out because there might be some mistakes you need to make. You need to grow and develop, but you need to be looking at this opportunity with your full-time job as a way for you to build upon those leadership skills. Leaders need constant developing. It might be on the personal side of development or the professional side, but essentially the work that you do on yourself will benefit how you show up as a leader in the home as well as within the workplace. Check out these testimonials from some clients I've worked with in the past and make sure you book your session soon. They want to continue on this journey because it has been very beneficial for me. Um, like I said, I'm not the same person. I don't feel like I'm the same person I was five weeks ago. How I fit your strategic goal. And they're like, wow, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, that does. I mean, I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad you got me there because that's that's good. So, you feel it was accurate. Like, what what's your feedback? I think it was definitely accurate. Thank you so All much. Right. This was fantastic. You're welcome. You're welcome. And you have period. Like, how do you feel now? I do want to be successful in my business. Um, I need to work on me. I'm like, I'm happy right now. I am. I'm, that's this is good. good. So, what are you waiting for? Schedule your session today. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me on another episode of Internal Fire. And I'm really excited to highlight this conversation that I had with another fellow woman in business, Brittany Iwegbu. Like I said this month, I really want to highlight women in leadership. Bring awareness to it. Yes, let's celebrate all these great milestones women are making in leadership roles, but there's still so much work to do. So I really want you to tap in and hear from these great minds and these great array of wonderful women that I have the honor and privilege to know because this information might be beneficial for you to understand a different perspective and for you to really start walking towards being a door opener. So fellas, stay tuned in. Ladies, get excited, get your notepads, and let's get into this message. Hey, Aisha. So we got Aisha Thomas on today. One of my coolest friends, business besties is on today. Um, Her name is Aisha Thomas, and she's a leadership um, guru, actually. Um, I have had the pleasure to be on a panel with her where we actually um, help other small business owners to uh, build their businesses and to work on their leadership capability and to work on just helping themselves get to the next level, right? And so I've had the distinct pleasure and honor to work with her um, on that platform, but before, we actually met before that too. And so today I'm gonna, I have the honor to be interviewing her on my interview series called CEO Spotlight. And um, most recently in the last couple of weeks, I rolled that interview series over from my Instagram uh, live page 
to a podcast. And so um, I'm hosting these every Thursday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. If you're uh, interested in being interviewed, then you can actually click the um, website that's on my page and you can scroll to the seventh button and you can actually apply to be on the show. But my friends get special, uh, they get special uh, treatment. So it's a little different. <laughs> but anyways, um, and so, yes, yeah, so I welcome, 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 everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you are watching from Facebook, thank you. If you're watching from YouTube, thank you. If you're watching, you're not really watching from Instagram because there's some other stuff going on on over there. But if you came from Instagram, thank you. So let's get into it. So Aisha, thank you so much for just taking the time to come and um, be here. I know you're a busy mom and you're a busy leader. You're always doing things. You're also um, active in the military. And so girl, you are, you got, you got stuff going on. So I appreciate that. I'm honored. I'm honored and I'm honored to be here again and just be amongst um, powerful women and then moms at that. Like, that's the part, like, we are, like, just changing the trajectory of how you see, like, women and moms and Black women. It's, it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. So I'm just honored. Thank you. Those are the keys, right? So, yes. And so... um here on CEO Spotlight, um, I tend to highlight people that I know are doing, um, are doing one doing legitimate business. Okay, so that's let's just let's just start there. Okay, because y'all know I'm gonna keep it all the way real with y'all. But um, who are doing legitimate business? Who are actually out here um, in their entrepreneurial journey, in their business, and actually working their business? Um, also, I get people on here that are black owners, um, and so. <clears throat> a lot of why this is important is because minority business owners have such a um, different vantage point of what business looks like. And so I kind of wanted to, um, that's what a lot of the podcast is over the behind the scenes of owning a business it's, it's so it's kind of like a two part thing. It's being an owner and then being a black owner and then as a woman, it's a three-part thing, right? And so um, I definitely wanted to offer um, a, a perspective of, you know, being transparent in something or in an, a space where it's kind of like people think owning a business is so simple. They think that, you know, just because you go get your LLC or just because you go get your business and you get it legally, um, that you're, you know, you just don't start out making your money or you go, people just don't start coming to you and things are going to just start happening for you. And I wanted to um, offer this platform to, you know, my fellow business owners, um, men and women, because I want, and, and, um, minority owned black owned business, because I wanted to offer a platform for that. So, we could actually talk about some of these things. So that's the whole purpose um, of CEO Spotlight. And so again, I appreciate you, Aisha, for being here. Um, and so that's what that's why we're here. Um, me, what I do, I am a small business owner myself. I've owned my business a little bit over two years. I'm a consultant and a coach, and I help people to build their systems out, help them to figure out their business life, okay? So that's what I do. Um, and so I want to get into it. Um, so Aisha, tell us a little bit about yourself. We've heard um, our history and everything like that. But I want you to tell everyone 
where you where you started at what made you want to become your own boss like what what was the what was the like that's it <laughs> i'm about to do my own thing just where did the switch go off yeah it was uh i always start off in saying exposure um i there my um there was like someone i dated years ago that was into multi-level marketing so he introduced me and was like, listen, um, there's and he knew I was really into health products and fitness was something big for me. So he's just like, you know what? I know this multi-level marketing company. I've decided to invest and like go into business and do like the whole like multi-level level marketing. Piece. So I was like, OK, sure. But again, I just went in from the mindset of I get discount products. I might be able to help people help people with it. And then also I had gotten so much into fitness that I was actually considering of being a personal trainer and so on. So it made sense. It was an alignment with the vision I had at that time. Mm -hmm. So when I joined again, I just looked at it as products, but I got so much more because it exposed me to first personal development. I had never heard the term personal development before. And I was like, what is this thing called personal development? And that's how I was uh, introduced to people like Eric Thomas and Inky Johnson and all these greats, Les Brown. That was the first time I ever heard of them. Right. So there was that piece. And then the other piece was they started calling it your business and you can write it off on taxes. And I was just like, oh, I thought it was just like this system where I get like, I didn't think of it that deep. Yeah. So it came from exposure. It came from someone deciding to do something different. Mm -hmm. it, they exposed it to me and I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try because even though I'm someone that's very cautious, somebody that likes to really analyze things before I get into it, I was just like, you know what? Fine. You know, and I trusted that person too. So it was like a level of trust. So I'm mm -hmm. just like, okay, well, let me check it out. Um, and from that exposure, again, it has started to allow me to look at, I start seeing women, black women, powerful leading calls i mean i was i was on zoom years ago and there were leading calls hosting calls and again i was growing personally and i had never had the idea of being an entrepreneur until then so as i pivoted it's just like god started to point me in the right direction and i was just like you know what i think this is really something i can really look into pivoting and doing and um shout out to sarah fontenot she was like a part of the upline right and she's like a powerhouse and she was doing this full time like this was her full time gig. She didn't have a nine to five. She didn't have a job and she was killing it. And again, so it was a level of exposure that I got that I was just like, if they can do it, I can do it. And that started pivoting me into getting more exposure, getting around more people who were on different levels. And then it really allowed me to start pivoting from wanting to work for somebody for the remainder of because, again, I'm, I'm close to my 20 years in the military. And then I was going to pivot and get another federal government job and retire in my 50s and keep it pushing. But now I was like, I it literally changed my perspective where I was like, I now want to pivot into when I transition out of the military, I want to be a full time entrepreneur. So it was exposure. So for a lot of people out there, some of us aren't maybe. That's why it's so important that we make sure we're right around the, around the right type of the circles right because the rate of the right people can expose you to something. And now your vision and your worldview has changed to the point where now you're open to try new things. And now it's opening, opening up doors for more opportunities. That's really good. I like that you mentioned that specifically because I think that um, people have an idea about what entrepreneurship and what business is. And it's totally not that <laughs> um i think that they think that 
like I said earlier, you know, you're going to go into this and you're going to be like, you know, oh, it's going to be, I think people look at it through rose colored glasses. I'll just say it like that. Um, and it's like, okay, well, you know, you feel like you're going to, like I mentioned, you feel like you're going to go into it. You're going to have all these people, like just because the light bulb went off for you, that all the other people that, you know, are around you are going to understand. You think that the people that um, see you doing things, right? You're like, oh, well, they see me. So they know that I need clients or they know, they know to come over here, right? Like, and you think that all these things are just going to happen through osmosis. But I just, I really like that you mentioned um, that the exposure was what helped you to understand it better because, you know, the idea versus when you flesh out the idea is completely different. And so I think that it's, it's very key that you mentioned that. And I also like that you mentioned pivoting because it's like you could be going in one direction. And I think that sometimes people get into this whole place where they're afraid to change direction um, for fear of wanting. For I mean, there's tons of reasons why people get afraid, you know, to make a split decision or a change their direction. Um, but I think the biggest thing as far as for entrepreneurs or people who are considering entrepreneurship is because it's uncertainty and you have to create your own thing. You have to create your own structures and you have to make your own policies and you have to figure out how things work and troubleshoot and all that kind of stuff. And I think that it's a lot, it's just safer. It's safer to be able to say, you know, OK, I'm going to go to my job every day and I'm going to clock in. I'm going to clock out. I'm, you know, I'm going to get home. I'm going to make dinner. I'm going to deal with the kids. Right. I'm going to do X, whatever it is that you're going to do. But when you start talking about trying to line things up for yourself, then it's like now you're talking about networking and you're talking about like you mentioned, like being in the right circles. It's like all these things come into play. And I was speaking to this other guy. Um this potential client the other day who was telling me his fear was he's like, well, am I going to be able to do this like on a consistent basis? Like, am I going to really be able to pull it out like every single time? And I think that that's a big part of it is like, can I actually do this? Um, because entrepreneurship will scare the hell out of you. Like it will scare you into understanding like you literally can create it but you have to make it like you have to attempt you have to you have to fail and you have to actually try it so i i love that that was cool all right so tell me um tell me a little bit more about you in particular like tell us about what you do and who you help and how you help yeah, so what I've really focused on um, is leadership um, development, team development, and emotional intelligence. And I do it specifically for corporate leaders, business leaders. So again, depending on the level of leadership you're on, it could be from the emerging leader all the way up to the person that has been in business for years. And the reason why those three tiers are important is because what I realized as a leader in the military is there's a level of leadership development that a lot of entrepreneurs, they don't get. Because again, I've been blessed with the opportunity with being in the military and leadership development is embedded from when you go to basic training all the way up to you move in rank. For you to get to the next rank, there's Airman Leadership School when you want to get to one rank. There is NCO Academy. There's, you know, different levels. Even on the officer side, there's different leadership development um, courses that allows you to see leadership from different lenses to prepare you for the next level. Well, the typical entrepreneur doesn't think about that. They see the business. They have an idea. They have a vision. But what they're not considering is 
Have I identified my gaps and my breakdowns? Have I identified my strengths, my weaknesses, my blind spots? Do I communicate effectively? Because we don't get into entrepreneurship solely to make it a seasonal thing. A lot of us get into it because our hope is to become a long-term, like we want to be able to quit our jobs and yeah, a life a lifetime type of decision. Right. So if you go in there with the mindset of making this long-term, essentially you're going to need a team. Yes. Essentially, you're going to have to manage a group of individuals. Well, that's the second tier. Mm -hmm. It's one thing to lead yourself because there's a level of self-leadership you need. But now you're responsible for trying to motivate, inspire, push a team. And that's a whole nother level of development. So now how do I take the skills I learned as a leader? And now I have to learn how to develop a team. So that's part two. OK, how do I have an understanding of myself? And now how do I connect to my team and then the emotional intelligence part all ties in because now again there's a level of awareness that you need there's a level of motivational skills you need communication how you interact with yourself that also conveys to the client so it's pretty much like a full circle and helping corporate leaders and emerging leaders and, and entrepreneurs and business owners have that understanding of that you know that 180 aspect so when they go into leadership they have the skills necessary to really move and push people from their customers who are internally, who are your team members, to your external um, customers that are your clients. So that is my expertise and I'm really passionate about it because again, as a leader in the military, I recognize the breakdowns I had. As a business owner, I recognize the breakdowns I had. I didn't recognize my level of emotional intelligence wasn't up to par and I needed to personally develop in order for me to show up better for my business. And a lot of that's the other aspect of business leadership. If you've been through trauma, if you've had trust issues, communication issues, it's going to go into your business. The same issues you have at work, it's gonna convey right into your business. And now when you're the CEO, the expectation is different. So it's so important that a lot of, again, entrepreneurs out there start working on developing themselves personally to have self-leadership, work on leadership development throughout the different tiers and team development so they can show up better for their organization or their businesses that they're trying to build long term. I agree with that. And I'm really glad that you talked about that um, specifically because that is a lot of um, so just just. So we're clear, everyone, okay? This will be the person you talk to before you talk to me because I'm not here for that. <laughs> um, y'all, look, y'all know, I just try to keep it, just, just, just keep it on a transparent path because here's the thing. Um, for a long time, there was so many, there's so many things, there's so many different facets to this and trying to get this to a, um, trying to get this to an understandable point comes from that level of self-awareness. And I like that. I mean, Aisha offers, she actually does. I'm not trying to jump ahead, but Aisha offers um, disc assessment. She's discertified. And so she can actually break down what that means. But, you know, basically like you're talking about a team, everybody, the biggest thing that, you know, I get when I see everybody talking to me is like, oh, well, I want to get a team and I want to make money and I want to do this. And it's like, well, what are you even going to tell your team to do? And like, what do you need? What is your goal? And a lot of times um, for me, um, you know, working as a consultant, it can get it can get tricky. Right. Because 
if people will say like, oh, well, I want this. And it's like, but you didn't really have an understanding of what you needed, who you are, how you work best, you know. Um, and, and, and so it helps me when people come to me and they are distinct about what they're trying to do, because now I can help you. I'll be more successful at helping you. And then we'll have a better opportunity to, to, to come up with something that will actually be worthwhile for you um, versus having to go back to the drawing board at a point of like, oh, well, you know, I really didn't want this or this really wasn't where I was. And I thought I needed a teammate for this, but I actually need a teammate for that. And that's not my gift. And that's, you know, it's like it can become so you can become so entangled with all of these things if you don't address your own identity. Um, and I think a big thing too in entrepreneurship is just being able to identify who you are, um, what and what you're even doing, like what your purpose even is in the whole space of entrepreneurship. Because um, there's just there's just so many different facets to it. But I, I really like that you just mentioned just breaking down the different parts. Um, because what what like what we do, we help to get you there before it's time to get a team. Like let's get you, you know, let's let's understand what does this even look like. Let's let's get it automated until you know operate you until you get to the team. Um, but I think that people throw the cart before the horse a lot of times and they're like, oh well I wanna, you know, I want to get an assistant. Well what are, what is the assistant gonna do? Like what do you do? You know, like what what are the day to day things? Like what is the thing? Like what's happening? And it's like, oh, well, you know, I just want to make money. And it's like, well, that's great, but you know, what else? Like, so um, I just really like that. And so, can you tell us a little bit more about um the disc assessment? Um, tell me what you know. What is it? How do you use that in your practice? Like, how do you break people down and help people to to understand what to do next. Yeah, so it's a tool that I utilize. Like I utilize it for all of my clients, my customers, because I I, I use the word a lot of time about customizing. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want that every experience that I have for a client, a customer, um, maybe even for a team, or if I'm dealing with the whole corporate team, I want to customize it. So it allows me to have a really microscopic lens of who you are, what your behavior styles are. You have the results-driven person. You have the person that loves people interaction. They're big. They're optimistic. They're very bubbly, right? You have the individuals that's very slow-paced. They're the introvert. They like processes, but they're they're a team member. They don't necessarily want to lead, but they got your back. And then you have the person like myself, very systematic, the problem solver, the person that looks at every, dots every I, crosses every T. I ask a lot of questions. But if you don't understand that about yourself. Like I know that I'm a results driven person that's analytical. Well, I know for me, because I'm an introvert, that for me, I'm uncomfortable. And in business, you have to connect with people. You have to meet people, network. I mean, we we connected, right? But we connected because I connected with someone that is a people connector, Corey. Corey is very open to connecting with people. But me as an introvert, when I go into a room, I tend to go off in the corner. I'm not going to go in talking to everybody, but I know that is important to have as a business leader. So what what um, what it allows me to do is have that level of awareness of, okay, this is how I show up in the world. These are my blind spots. So mm-hmm. now when it goes to leadership development, when it goes to me developing myself, I know specifically what areas I need to hone in on. Okay, if I have an issue with um, connecting with people, I know I need to develop on that area because to be a, a successful business leader, I need to be able to communicate 
with my clients and you know everyone else until I build a team. And when it's time to interact with my team, I need to know how to connect with my team. Um, so that's the great thing about the assessment. It allows you to have the level of self-awareness to know this is how I show up in my business. This is how I show up as a leader. So now, because I show up in this way, now I know how to pivot, uh, change, not change, but like develop myself um, to make sure, yeah, make sure I connect with people effectively. And then also if I'm building a team, I know how to communicate to my team because I know how they show up or I know who to hire on my team because I'm like, listen, I'm not the people person. So let me connect and get somebody on my team that is the marketer and I get somebody on my team that's like the team player and my team is set because I know and I'm aware but what happens a lot of times people look at the resume they'll hire people and then you have all the same behavior styles in your business and now things are clashing there's a communication issue so it's so many layers it's the awareness it's the communication piece it's knowing specifically what areas to focus in and now it allows you to do business more customized and more effective because you have that awareness strategically i think you know it's important i mean and i love that because i had i once had a supervisor that said um everybody we have a team right and and she was like everybody communicates differently and i just want to make sure that i'm communicating with you the best way that makes sense for our team and it's so funny that she said because she she told me that i'm like that I guess that's true. You know, like everybody's different and you're going to have to communicate different. Um, and like as far as with doing that, like what uh, what a big part for me. Right. Um, that I use is learning styles and, and understanding how people learn, because I need to be able to talk, you know, talk to you and communicate some of these strategies to you the way you understand best. And so I utilize that um, as something that helps me a lot. And it, and it does help because some people are more visual. Some people understand things more tactile, you know, and it and, and so it helps. It just helps to know these type of things because it cuts down on the frustration for how you will show up, like you said. So I love that. OK, yeah, so- and it takes away the I'm sorry, the, the guessing game because everybody has heard about the love languages. It's just like the love languages. You have people who want to be loved differently. So now if I know what your love language is, I'm going to speak to you in that way versus thinking that is something else. And then I'm not connecting because we're not communicating in the way that is customized for you. I'm telling you, I love it. I love it. I think it's, um, it's, it's, I didn't discover that until it was probably once the light bulb went off for me in college, <laughs> but it was one of those things where, cause I flunked out of college and then I went back. It took me 10 years, um, but I got my degree. Okay. So I just graduated too. So I get you. I feel you on that. I was, I it's because I was playing around and I, I think that, um, you know, these are, these are principles that can help you um, to really get, through not just business, but life, you know, and I think that um, I had a counselor who was, you know, telling me, she's like, okay, well, if you do this class and this class and this, I'm like, well, I don't really want to do this class. I don't really know. And, you know, we ended up mapping out this whole thing. And it's like, what am I even doing? You know, like, what is, what is, what is the end game? And so I think that 
you know, seeing different types of techniques like this that can help you. Once I once I failed and got kicked out and got serious, then I came back and one of my mentors actually started putting me through some of these rigorous things, right? And she's like, you need to learn this. You need to try that. You need to go here. You need to go there. Got in student leadership. And that was like a game changer because a lot of these things started to show up. And so I say that to say, you know, even though we look at sometimes I think people look at like these type of assessments and it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to let life, you know, just take me. And it's like, okay, I feel like that's how I used to live. So I can't talk. I'm not trying to talk about you, but I'm just saying like I've been there Um, and it makes it to where you don't have to keep banging your head like you literally know like okay well this is not my strong point so i maybe need to get somebody else in here who can actually help me you know and then i can focus in or hone in where i'm strong at and of course when i need to do it you know i'll i'll work on it you know but get the people around you like aisha was saying i just i think that that's that's a really great tool i haven't taken my disc assessment it's been it's probably been a couple a couple years, so you're gonna have to disc me. But I got you. I got you. <laughs> but but yeah, so I, I I'm I'm here for all of it. Okay, so next question. Um, tell me what is the biggest misconception about what you do? Like, is there is there anything that people say like, oh, you know, they ask you for and you're like, yeah, I don't do that. Like or 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 is it like, you know, just like, oh, well, I thought you did this or, you know, just just completely misconstruing what you do. Is there any just a big one that that you always get? I mean, there's so many layers to what I do because there's like the public speaker. I mean, I think when they see you out speaking, they just think, oh, you're just a speaker. And it's like, I'm a problem solver. No, no, no. And you know what? I learned that lesson um, early on because, again, that was my initial goal to be a public speaker. Mm -hmm. And I remember going to a school and she was like, listen, I don't know how I'm going to be able to explain to my boss to pay you these thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And you're just a speaker. And I was appalled. I was like, now. <laughs> wait a minute. I am more than a speaker. Okay. I'm a problem solver. Okay. okay. I mean, I was like, but she had a point. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, I'm more than a speaker. Like, I'm here and I'm going to solve these problems. Like, I'm going to come in here. And, and this was the time where I was really honed in on helping youth, which I do. I do it um, as an aspect of, um, you know, work that I do for volunteerism. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's something within my, my just the heart of hearts. But it was like, no, I'm more than that. And I think that was that was an, another awakening for me. Like, no, I'm in the business of speaking. There's mo- There's layers to it. I train, I coach, um, I consult. Right. I, you know, I create curriculum. I'm about to start next year um, teaching at a, a business school. Like, there's so many layers to what I do. So again, people will assume that because they hear you speaking, that it just falls under you're a public speaker. No, there's a training aspect. There's a consultation aspect. And I really wanted to go into this as a train, like again, a um, problem solver. So. When you start with me at the end point, you're not going to walk away the same. You're going to have some type of applicable tool that you can, you're going to use that's going to change your life, some type of worksheet or something. So that's the other thing. Like you might see someone out there speaking, you know, you might see someone and you just assume they're one thing, but there's so many different layers to what I do and what other people do. So I try not to go and just assume it. And I always ask, what do you do specifically? And then they can tell me. 
I can tell you, right. Yeah. I, like, I like that though, because um, I think that that is something that people kind of get, um, they get pigeonholed into um, is like, okay, well, I can speak, I can train, I can mentor, I can cut like all these things. But I think that people, because I, I don't know that the, I think that this is a self-awareness thing, but I also think it's something about our society as a whole, because for a long time, we've been told that things had to be a certain type of way in order to get things done or in order to be, you know, um, deemed as a success. But it's literally like, no, you can create anything. You can be anything. You can make anything. Um, and then you are consistent at the thing, you know. And so, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's just um, I think it's, it's phenomenal just to hear you say, like, no, I'm not just this. <laughs> I have many. I have many. I'm yeah. faceted and I have many things that I'm capable of doing, but not even just the capability statement, but it's more so like. I literally have all of these these compartments that rest within the the offerings that I have for everything that I do. So I love it. Okay, well, awesome. All right, so tell me a little bit about your. Um, I have I have a I have a myth, right? So I always give this myth um, to all of my owners, right? And so here's the myth. So the myth is. Um, that business owners start businesses for wealth, money, notoriety, you know, just for those purposes. Do you believe that that's true or not true? And then why or why not? I think it's an end of, it's like an individual thing. Yes, there it can be true and it can be false. So it's one of those like true and false because you do have a lot of people. Again, I've had clients that I've worked with, um, you know, me and the squad that I'm a part at leadership, um, at leadership and management consulting. We, you know, interact with a lot of people that might be in like the business development grass, you know, grassroots phase. And a lot of them go into saying, I'm trying to get that bad. I want to be a millionaire in 30 days. And yeah. so there are some people that is their goal. Yeah. And then you do have some people it's bigger than that. Like when I actually started to really walk on this journey, I really was trying to, I wanted to transform lives. I wanted people to change. I get something, it's something, it's something so good. Mm -hmm. And it gives me goosebumps when I see someone have an awakening and they're like, oh yeah. my goodness. I get it. And you see the transformation. Like I have this one client, she just graduated. Shout out Tiffany. She just graduated um, my A plus personal development program. And to see where she started and at the end, because, and again, she showed up, she put the work in, she was consistent. She made the investment and to see the woman on the other side of it, it's a beautiful thing. So it can be true. Yeah. It can be false. And again, it's it's a um I think it's an individual question, but again, everyone shouldn't assume that everybody is in entrepreneurship for money. Yes, yeah. that is a component. We do want to get the bag because essentially we want to do that full time. But saying that someone's purpose and their only reason, that's the thing that it's a case by case basis. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And I think um I think too that it's 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 just one of those if that's what you got into this for then i mean it's going to be a rude awakening number one you know if you feel like that's the only thing that you're here for don't go anywhere stay right here for the other half of this message that'll be back to you in one second
Wow, I can't believe I dropped two books. And the reason why I did that is because I didn't want to just show you the external work. I wanted to show you the internal work. Yes, the steps that I had to take for me to show up as a better leader because I wasn't really that good at it because a lot of the things that I was doing was because of my internal issues. So I need you to go to my website, aishathomas.org backslash shop and grab a copy of The Trendsetting Woman and then Leader Set Trends to get those applicable steps so what you need to do to do that internal work and then the steps you need to do so you can show up better externally. So go to my website now, aishathomas.org backslash shop and go grab a copy and make sure that you give it to someone as a gift. And that was only part one, ladies and gentlemen. But what were your takeaways? I like to always do that recap and think about some things you can really sit on ponder on process before you tune in next week for part two. So one of the things I want you to think about if you're thinking about getting into business or even thinking about getting into leadership, the question is why? Why are you doing it? Because there's so many different additional roles and responsibilities and things that come along with you choosing whatever path you want to choose within leadership or within business leadership ownership, whatever that looks like. What is the why behind it? Because yes, just like we were talking about it, some people say that people get into business because of money. And some people do. Some people get into that leadership position because they want that office. They want that desk. They want that title. Not realizing that it comes with so much more. It comes with teams. It comes with having to have a level of EI, emotional intelligence. It requires you to do so much more. And for many people, they don't recognize it comes with that. It comes with self-reflection and growing. It comes with really checking yourself and having to really ensure that you show up effectively. So really reflect on the why. Why did you get into business? Why did you start the nonprofit? Why did you decide to become a leader? Because it's so important for you to know the why behind it and also recognize if the reason why you got into it is in alignment with what is required for you to be effective in that job. Not just bring the bag, not just bring the money, but truly affect change, truly be able to push those people that are pushing that mission and vision, your team, really be able to support the mission in a way that's super effective. And if it's not in alignment, you have a problem there. And that might require you to grow, develop, invest in a coach, invest in some development, or for you to say, you know what, this isn't for me. But really reflect on the why behind that. Because like I mentioned, a lot of people don't recognize that when you become a leader, it comes with having to develop a team. So we had a client, you know, me and my squad act leadership management consulting. We were doing a consultation with a potential client and he was talking about his full-time job because he has a full-time job as well. And they're going to basically move him into another tier of leadership. So it was mentioned, oh, well, what does that come with? Is it going to come with the team? And he was like, yeah, but nah, man, I ain't trying to manage nobody. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I had to come off mute. Okay, we were on Zoom. I was listening. I was like, I had to come off mute and say, listen, so you're telling me you want to start a business, right? He said, yes. And you're telling me that your full-time job You're about to get a promotion. It's going to come with leading people, but you don't want to lead them. He's like, yeah, man, I ain't trying to do all that. Okay. Don't you realize that if you want your business to be long-term and long-lasting, you know you're going to require a team. You know you're going to end up having to lead, right? Oh, dang, you right. 
So you have an opportunity at your full-time job for you to leverage this opportunity, go into this role, lead, maybe knock some kinks out because there might be some mistakes you need to make. You need to grow and develop, but you need to be looking at this opportunity with your full-time job as a way for you to build upon those leadership skills because yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, it's not something you want to do, but there's so many benefits in understanding how you can maximize the opportunities in your full-time job to help you in business. But if you take the same attitude that you're taking now saying, I don't want to lead, man, I don't want to do it and have this you know, type of attitude towards it, you're going to take the same type of energy into your business. And now how do you plan on blowing up if you don't have a team? Who's going to manage them? And yes, you can end up hiring someone to do it. But what if you don't have that available to you? And even if you hire someone, you have to be able to manage and lead them. Oh, man, you're right. I know I'm right. And those are the things we have to really think about when we're getting into business, when we're getting into leadership. You say you don't want this certain aspect of it, but it comes with it. You know how they say, like, more money, more problems, more leadership, more problems. And I don't even want to say it's more problems. It's just that you have a different requirement and expectation and you have to be prepared for it. And the thing about leaders and a lot of people in corporate or even a lot of people that go into business, they don't get the level of leadership development and team development that you get where I've been blessed with in the military. It's a part in the core of that organization or that 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 big old, I mean, the DOD is ridiculously huge, but it's embedded in what we do. But a lot of companies, they don't invest dollars in, hey, as you move up in different tiers of leadership, you get development every single time. They don't do that. So you have an opportunity to get access to that, but people don't value it the same because, again, that's not a part of their culture. So that's why this conversation, this first part of this conversation was so important because it's important for you all to know out there that if you want to be a, a business leader and you want to have a business, I'm, I'm pretty sure you want to blow up. I'm pretty sure you want to live in the nice house and have like, you don't have to work for anyone anymore. You want to be your own boss. Well, you're going to need a team. But are you prepared for it? Do you have the self-leadership? Do you have the personal competence and the social competence that's connected to emotional intelligence that will allow you to be effective in those roles? And it's okay because no one's perfect. There's still some development that I still do, but I've taken time to invest in this specific area of EQ because it's so beneficial and it's been able to be a game changer in how I lead. I needed to work on my other soft skills, my, you know, the aspect of communication, the aspects of like all those little things that we don't think about that's important, communication, collaboration, being able to have team development and resiliency and all these great things that's going to be needed in the workplace that a lot of people are struggling with today during COVID. And people have been struggling with it, but it's just more conversations about work-life balance and stress. So those are the things we want to think about. Why do you want to get into business? Are you effectively prepared as a self-leader and a leader for others? And if not, it's time to invest in a coach. It's time to start investing in some type of tool or resource that's going to help you do that. And I know we talked about the DISC as well, but that's just a tool that I utilize for individuals to be able to have a level of awareness that helps them in the area of development and team and leadership development. Now you're aware of how you show up. Now here are your values. We know, now we know what your internal motivators are. Now we know your order of thought. Now we can know how this plays into the workplace and how you have to navigate the workplace in a, in a more strategic way 
so you can be a more effective leader. So those are the things I want you to think about. Because I don't want you to be a leader that's solely about the money. I want you to think about the other facets and the other aspects of leading that a lot of us haven't thought about. I didn't think about until later on. And I'm glad I caught it early on in business because now I've been able to develop that. And now I've been able to help others develop that. So really think about that. What kind of things do you need to develop and work on? Those soft skills, those emotional intelligence aspects, recognizing that there's more to that role that you're getting into that venture you're going to tap into, that partnership you're going to get into. Because even in partnership and working with other people, there's a level of communication and EI that you need even in that situation as well and development and growth. So ponder on that. Let that seep in. And then make sure you tune in next week as we talk about the other half of the episode. We're going to get into some really good stuff. And I know you guys hear the kids in the background, but that's the reality of women in leadership. Managing work, life, children. So shout out to Brittany. We're both single mothers. We're both out there doing some great things in business. So don't mind. You don't. You need to hear that. Because I want to show you the reality of people's lives and how they're having to manage. And also know the reality of the different experiences of women. And also the fact that you can still be able to manage business, purpose, full time. You can still do it. It just looks differently. For different people. So I hope you guys got some good notes as your homework for the day and make sure you join us next week as we bring you back to that second half of this great message. Make sure you guys follow me, make sure you share, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff. Leave a great, a great comment. Okay. Leave this, leave some good, good stuff up in there. Put some good stars up in there so more people can hear this message and I will catch you guys next week. I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Speak Fire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire. (laughs) (laughs) Unlocking the fire within. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's grow. Speak fire. SpeakFire.com. SpeakFire with a Y. We have a new episode that comes out every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with us? Deuces. I want to shout out all my faithful listeners for tuning in every week. And don't forget to follow me on social media at Miss Aisha Speaks on all platforms. That's M S A I S H A Speaks. And don't forget to like and subscribe. Turn your notifications on and leave a comment if this podcast has blessed you in any kind of way. I thank you for all your support. Many blessings to you.